Hey there, welcome to the Club Club Podcast. My name is James Alvarado. Those are my kids in the background trying to be put to bed. In addition to my children, I'm joined by Hannah. Hello, hello. Zach. Uh, I'm a slightly larger child, but yes, I'm here. <laughs> and Patrick. Hello. Today we're doing, we're revisiting our potluck format, which we all enjoyed very much last time, I think. Maybe More than just all of it. us, you know, like at least one other person enjoyed it, so. <laughs> I hope so. It's a, <laughs> uh, we need that random num- number generator up there, James. I've already got my song picked out. Yeah, how, how did you guys want to go about picking the, the order? Yeah, all just, all random. Roll, the, roll that dice. Random number generator? Is that what we did? Something like that. Spin the wheel to dis- to pick a choice. Uh, Patrick? Instead of a name, could you put, like, the number zero down for me? I would feel much cooler if I was zero. Okay, I can do that. Yeah. You know, that's something, like, like super cool, like like a robot named zero, you know? All right, they're in. I don't get a lot of chances to feel cool, so. To show that I'm really doing this and that I'm clever. I'm sending you guys a screenshot. <laughs> Attempting to, anyway. Okay. All right, we're spinning. We're spinning. Wow, it had, it had music and everything. Wow. Cool. Hannah is first. Right. Hannah's up Ooh. first. Okay, so... For mine, it is another band that is from Boston. Um, they're actually a band that we have played shows with a couple times. Um, so they're in kind of our similar like music scene, I guess. Um, but they're called Banana. And the song is called Tiny Bones. They're, so this is off of an EP of theirs called Post Grunge Revival. And they are just like a kind of like a grungy you know kind of like seemingly influenced by like smashing pumpkins nirvana like 90s grunge kind of stuff but i like them a lot post grunge revival like daring title for an ep Y'all ever like y'all go and look at each other when we're listening? <laughs> well, yeah. No, definitely. I, I have that thing up the whole time. Yeah, I was watching. Oh. Guys. Awkward. I feel now. I'm gonna feel self conscious because I'm. <laughs> you didn't want to watch Patrick air drumming. I caught oh. that at the end. I caught. That I didn't. I had missed. Nobody that. else really. Uh, I feel like I move around when listening to music way more than a lot of people. You do, <laughs> but I don't like. I don't know. It's interesting because I'm not really, I don't really like consider myself like a big dancer or anything, but I like to just like rock out and listen to music, you know? (laughs) You know, everybody's a dancer. That's right. You just dance with your eardrums. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So what did you guys think of the song? I really liked it. Big fan of, big fan of the grunge sound. Like, yeah, there's a lot of bands 
like kind of in the past few years that have been getting into this like kind of post grunge stuff like have you guys listened to violent soho Mm-mm. they're uh very very grungy like 90s kind of yeah. grunge and i i'm all about that like yeah that's something that i'm you know like as a kid um grew up with just being surrounded by that that whole yep. grudge scene yeah we, they don't have a big discography but you should check it out so this whole ep i like a lot a lot of the other songs are like a little bit more not like avant-garde but a little bit more like weird from like the kind of vocal perspective yeah um but they're all really good um and then their other ep the songs are really really good but it's like the way it's recorded it doesn't come through like quite as good like this one definitely sounds a lot better gotcha the other one like the songs are really good and like when they play them live they're like super super good yeah this sounds really heavy like yeah it sounds very very heavy live so cool it definitely comes through like I like the way that this was recorded for sure. But yeah, yeah I think this EP sounds good. Um, what did you think, James? I liked it a lot. I like that um, it's okay to like post-grunge bands now and be influenced <laughs> by post-grunge bands there you go you know chorus uh, pedals are in yeah i think um how, how how do we define post-grunge i think like bush would be considered a post-grunge band and their compatriots after oleander yeah live uh gotcha matchbox 20 to some extent Breaking Benjamin, post-grunge band. (laughs) Chevelle, Uh, post-grunge. That mm. starts to get a little bit into the butt rock territory, you know? Yeah. But but that's why also it gets a bad rap, too, I think. I mean, Bush is probably why it gets a bad rap, but I like Bush. But, like... Everyone likes Bush. When you you learn more about, like, the dude... I don't know anything about him. I'm sure exactly. Like you just fan. listen to the music and leave it at that. It's like I yeah. think it's fine, but like the more you know, uh, sometimes yeah, you get sure too close. Would not be very inspiring. Anyway, all right. Enough about Bush, Patrick. What did you think? I know you already are familiar <laughs> with this. Yeah, yeah. it's a great played song. Played bands with this. I had more bands. I love the distortion. I love the distortion so. part on this. It just sounds really heavy and really like yeah, just mm-hmm. good. So the one other thing that I want to mention about this is so Chelsea Erson, who's the bassist and vocalist, um, has a very, very good podcast called Dear Young Rocker. It's like a thousand times better than this podcast. So listen to it if you haven't. Sweet. What the heck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. It's just very different from this podcast. It's not it's, us sitting around talking. Yeah, podcast. it's like a scripted podcast. It's, it's like a memoir kind of times better. Which okay. those are like my favorite types of podcasts, ones that are like more scripted. So Yeah, like anything about like what we do is what yeah, you like to say. <laughs> uh, but it's very good. Definitely listen to it if you haven't. Am I allowed to give more thoughts about this? No, yeah. I mean, not if you're going to list more bands. Well, I I thought her <laughs> vocals reminded me of Screaming Females, which is a great mm-hmm. band that definitely is influenced by grunge bands, you know? Why she punch your face? Is it because she really likes you? I think she hates me 
just the unabashed, you know, influences. Yeah. Showing, you know, like we like yep. grunge music, it's fine type stuff. I assume it's like a big muff or some sort of big fuzz pedal going on there, which immediately makes you think of Mud Honey or EP, Super Fuzz Big Muff. What did I say about listening bands? No, just me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know who that is. Anyway, I liked it. I liked it. It was good. Cool sounds. All yeah. stuff I liked. Would would definitely uh, listen to the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a little five song EP. So it's definitely worth checking out. All right. Who's up next? Ooh, Z- Zero. Oh, what it's edgy, me. What an edgy name. Zero. <laughs> I, I like it that you at least humored me because you normally don't. <laughs> well. It's a new era. Remember, he's it gonna is. be nice. I'm trying to be nicer. Yeah. At least for let's now. let's listen to this song first. Okay. Before we get too deep into it. Yeah, but this is the last time you're gonna be nice to me. Um, let me send you guys the song. At, well, let me talk about it first before I send you the song. This is, I think, the only time I can get away with this band on the podcast, so I'm doing it in a potluck. Because I already know James hates it, but it's me without you. And I don't hate it. Okay. Well, there you go. So. This is from what's probably their final album because they announced they were going on their like farewell tour last year, which never happened, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, you picked something from their most recent album? I did. What the heck is wrong with you? Okay, let's go. Go ahead. And, yeah, so uh, produced by Will Yip, who made some good records. So it's good. Basically, the premise of this is, I know you guys really haven't followed this band, but... They started out as kind of like a very heavy post-hardcore band, and then they morphed into this very strange... I don't even know what to describe them as, but they, they moved, you know, far away, like, and got really experimental. And they did, like, one of those, like... I think it was, like, a 20-year anniversary tour or 10-year anniversary tour of their first album, and they really liked relearning all their heavier songs. So their final album is kind of... So they went back to being heavy. Yeah, they, it harkens back to their or their very first album. So, so. maybe you like it, James. Yeah. Have I have listened it? to this album. You like yeah, heavy yeah, music, yeah. don't you? You like yeah. heavy stuff? That's what right. I was trying to confess is I have listened to this album. I have passed judge, judgment on it years past, but I have no I have no recollection of what it sounded like. So. Okay, cool. Well, I'm sending it. I've got the Bandcamp link. Um, I This is also a band that he's probably what? my favorite lyricist. It's this untitled album. Yeah, untitled. What's the song? The song is called uh, Julia or Holy to the Lord on the Bells of Horses. Um, but yeah, he's probably my favorite lyricist. Lyricist. Lyric. Whatever. Lyricist, um, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, and it's definitely kind of one of those things where like, I don't think you're going to get that from just listening to it in the pot. Like, but I at least wanted to show you the song. They're definitely a band that you need to like headphones on and like reading the lyrics. And even as someone who loves this band, like I don't have the deep like theological knowledge that he has to get every reference and every line that he writes. But I at least appreciate them. So, so they do a lot of biblical references. Yeah. Um, okay. I just uh, another quick background. They they were a Christian band. They now are more of a spiritual band gotcha. because he. He had a Christian father and a Muslim mother who raised him in the Baha'i faith, which the Baha'i faith is the all roads lead to God type of faith, Mm -hmm. where it's like, it turns out every religion is right, basically. And like, they all worship the same God. 
And that's kind of the idea of this song, basically. So they're more of like a, they're less one form of religion and more of just like about spiritualism. So. Gotcha. All right. Whenever you guys are ready. sweet i wasn't like reading along to the lyrics but i liked what i heard yeah understandable it's a lot to take in if you're like trying to read along and listen to the song at the same time but yeah Yeah. i saw that the lyrics were uh on the page and i saw you sent them to me but i just feel like (laughs) if i were to listen to it that way it wouldn't be the way i'd normally consume it so understand ignored it yeah Mm -hmm. i read through it a little bit but i didn't really know what it meant yeah and it's I feel like the vocal mix in that song is the hardest to understand mm-hmm. out of any of their songs they've ever done. But I actually kind of like where they sit. It's an interesting yeah. choice. Standing on the lake shore, Julia, silent as a seashell, Julia, of the elk pork, Julia, Like it's like this weird whisper tone he's kind of doing. Um, I would say I would say I loved that song. I want you to hear that, Zach. You loved it. I really like that song a lot. Wow, this is I a big moment. Would say like that's the best, most pleasant vocals style I've heard on a Me Without You song. <laughs> From my recollection um, of listening to them. Also, I was mistaken before. I had listened to Pale Horses and decided okay. to disregard the band after that. I think so. That was why I thought that was the last album that they put out. Gotcha. Well, so I, I should maybe, listen to this. I mean, yeah, maybe give Untitled like. a shot. Untitled is uh, probably their second best album. So, do other people feel that way? I think so. Just like general fans. Yeah, general fans. Like, well, maybe maybe more like more the hardcore fans believe that. I mm-hmm. like the repetitive, like main riff. I dig mm-hmm. that. Just like yeah, you know, jamming yeah, on it and stuff. Everyone in this band is like very creative at what they do the way they write um i think the drummer is a major writing force in this band but the guitar player is the brother of the vocalist and i think they come together a lot with like the bones of the song mm-hmm. um, do they have just a vocalist that doesn't play an instrument when they yeah. perform? yeah well how do you feel about it patrick i thought it was cool um i have listened to this band a little bit didn't really remember much about any of the songs i listened to but this sounds cool. It sounds a little bit more like almost radio rock in a way. Um, yeah. it, Balance and composure. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is another band that Yip recorded. And it definitely has that yeah. Yip drum sound, which is a great <laughs> drum sound. So not complaining. He, But he has like very signature drum sound, I feel. Um, yeah. I think the drums sound amazing in this. So yeah. Yeah. I like that Yip drum sound then. Yeah. So yeah, um, this is good. I, I would... Yeah, I'll probably check this album out. Yeah, so William did Pale Horses, but I I don't, like like you said, like you, you kind of easily wrote off Pale Horses. I think if you're not a fan of this band, that album will not get you into them. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a good entry point. Um, but they no, none of their albums, I feel like, sound like any of their other albums, which is good and bad. 
because there's no point for me to be like this is the definitive <laughs> yeah. album of theirs so solo yeah i actually i love that guitar solo why why didn't you like pale horses i don't know anything about it are you talking to me yeah i i honestly i don't remember that's what i was saying before we listened to the song mm -hmm. like confession i don't remember what it's like i i just remember passage what my what i want to say about me without you is just like i remember or i i feel as though i remember they do a lot of spoken word and he goes through that like really cliche cadence that spoken word people use and i <laughs> don't like it <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> it's like it sounds like a corny youtube video or something and i just well, I don't like it at all, so. <laughs> yeah. like there was sense. that uh that spoken word album that uh the world is the world beautiful, beautiful place. place put out oh yeah had that it was guilty of that too same same See, idea yeah i just i never like feel it. like he gets that bad in his spoken wordiness see but honestly i'm i don't know i i don't remember I feel like I, I don't remember enough to know if that's like really what my thoughts are about it. Like, you. What's yeah. stuck with you? Yeah. Maybe I mean, you just wanted, you wanted and, to hate it. I mean, like anybody else, I've listened to, what is it? Brother, sister or whatever. What's yeah. their, their That's considered their, their best. And I've, I've listened to it and been like, yeah, this is a great album. You know, it's not like I don't appreciate it. Um, yeah. Just on the newest stuff and some of their other things, I just get tired of it because of that reason. But like I said, I can't remember much about it, so... You guys want me to share my screen for these spins to make sure they're legit? <laughs> well, there's only as long as it's left, not Hannah so, again. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're okay with it. Ooh, it's me. Okay. Well, last week, Zach, I mean, last potluck, Zach had mentioned it was like the saddest song he'd ever heard when he played that cat song you guys remember this we're back on this and i'm not saying that this is meant to trump it as if it's a competition but i do enjoy a sad song so i had two choices narrowed it down to this one i'm sure the other choice will, will rear its head eventually a better cry james but uh i think you guys might know that i am not super crazy about bands doing covers it's not not my favorite thing this song is a cover Mm -hmm. and i perhaps like it more than the original which is really a tough thing to say given who the original artist is and how great that artist is and then um this is by a band that you guys have all heard me talk about a lot but maybe not necessarily have listened to i haven't been able to like subject you guys to their music as much is this behind blue eyes by Olympus Kid? <laughs> because <laughs> it checks all the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I let you guys do your intros, okay? <laughs> anyway, normally this band's other stuff is kind of like if I say hard to listen to, Patrick's gonna cringe. But yeah, it can be off-putting. I don't know. Anyway, the song is "One of Us Cannot Be Wrong" by Harvey Milk. They're covering a Leonard Cohen song. So let me go find a link for it. To make you jealous of me But the room just filled up with mosquitoes 
What did you guys think of it? it I don't know if I want to hear. You were right about it being sad. Yeah. (laughs) It is pretty depressive. Yes. It's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like Leonard Cohen. I thought this was a nice cover. I like Leonard Cohen too. I was super happy that the last record he put out was really, really good. Like, but yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I feel like Leonard Cohen, he's one of the like most covered artists probably. (laughs) Um, You want it darker is the name of the last album. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I mean, when I looked up just the really lyrics, songwriters, so yeah, yeah, Father John Misty covered the song too. I guess. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I saw <laughs> I like a bunch that. of other covers. <laughs> yeah, up. I mean, like Hallelujah, it's like most covered song ever. True, right, true, right. So, yeah, one of my favorite songs, just really good love song, really sad. So Harvey Milk is one of my favorite bands because, I, I mean, you guys have heard me say this. Like, when, what I love the most about music is if I if I feel like it's honest. I gravitate towards it, and if it's honest in a way that I identify with or feel a connection with, then really good. So bands like The Melvins or Harvey Milk or, <laughs> yeah, shut up, Zach. <laughs> Drink up. <laughs> or, or Bush. Or Bush. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe not Matchbox the most honest 20. band in the world there. But uh, Harvey Milk, for me, almost is like... Uh, they get compared to the Melvins all the time, of course, but uh, they probably are closer in my heart because I just feel like they I made a connection with them more so than other bands. Whatever about this band makes me feel like they just hit the right heartstrings or whatever with me. They have an album called uh, Life, The Best Game in Town. Great album. And then um, one of my favorite albums of all time is A Small Turn of Human Kindness by them, which... You could take it as like one long song. It's one of those types of albums where it all runs together. Potentially more depressive than this, but I can't make y'all sit here for 50 minutes. So <laughs> anyway, just his his vocal performance is perfect to me. The stuff at the end, like where he's screaming, howling, I feel like you get that right on one take and it's something special. And if you ever try to recreate it, there's almost like no way to do it to get the magic or whatever. And I feel like they've they've managed to do it with his performance. Like there's like a mythos around like what he had a cold that day in the studio or whatever i feel like sure. i read but who knows right but anyway that was probably my favorite part of the song like is it surprised me when he did that is there anything like that in the original uh, yeah he does some some stuff like that in the original but like honestly i had listened to leonard cohen before but this was my first time listening to this song mm-hmm. and so when i go listen to the original it's just not yeah. it, it's not the same or it doesn't hit the same I, I honestly, I, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I didn't really love it. Like, I, I respect it as an artistic work, but it's not something I'm going to probably, like, right. seek out. It's okay. Like, to me, like, you say, like, oh, this is the saddest song ever. Like, to me, it's kind of like, well, it has these kind of sad lyrics, but, like, the melody is not really that sad. It's just kind of this, like, typical Leonard Cohen, like, simple chord progression and melody. 
studied all night in his school He taught that the duty of lovers Is to tarnish the golden rule Which is fine, I mean, that, and a lot yeah. of people like that, but it's not necessarily what, you know, makes me feel the sad emotions. <laughs> <laughs> so, I said, to me, you know, to me, it's, it's really sad, but... Um, I mean, I, I guess I liked it a l- more than Patrick did. I don't... I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily love it as well, but, like, I respect it in the sense of, like, I can't say I dislike that when I'm a huge fan of Bright Eyes, when it's, like, it's kind of similar of, like, very basic chords, but he has a very emotional voice and uh, lyrics, so... Yeah. I mean, you know me, I'm not, like, the biggest lyrics person, so... I was not to I was, me I get a little bit bored sitting through that. But um my oh. my prediction prior to sharing the song would have been that Patrick was not gonna like it. Zach would have I mean liked I don't it. dislike it. Yeah, and same. I res- I like Leonard Cohen for what Good he prediction. is, but it's not the kind of music that I seek out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did I read the lyrics through it and I, I appreciate like the little like vignettes that it paints mm-hmm. of just mm-hmm. sad I do think scene after well sad lyrics. scene. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. To me though, it's like Harvey Milk, I'd rather just hear the heavy stuff than a Leonard Cohen acoustic cover. Yeah, dude, shut up and play well the hits. Done, but yeah, I feel that being way a, a lot of times. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't expect you guys to all like it. It's not like, yeah, it's not like the most enjoyable, active thing to listen to. So it's like, if you don't like it, why would you want that? Anyway, but yeah, that is not indicative of how hard you normally sounds. They are a heavier band. But, like, to your point about, like, it not necessarily having, like, the most sad melody or anything like that, to me, that, like, is more um, something that I would gravitate towards, because I feel like if the song's trying to really tell you how to feel, then I'm not super, doesn't go that far with me. It's like, um, I don't know, like, emo songs are written in major keys a lot of times, but they're still sad, you know, so, kind of an idea. You feel like the the melody is one step over the line and telling you how to be sad? I guess what I'm just saying is, like, <laughs> it doesn't have to classically sound sad to be sad okay. or, yeah, you know. I'm just trying to be funny and, like, boil down what you're saying into something, yeah. you know. Put words in my mouth all you want, but yeah. yeah, it's great. When I think of, like, saddest song of all time, like, I don't, like, Avril 14th or whatever comes to mind. I don't know that song. Hey, the Apex Twin Piano one. Oh, I, I don't know that one. Or if I've heard it, I don't remember. We Sad song shootout next time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm coming with the behind blue eyes, but Lump is good, so. His lips and his fingers were blue. I suppose that he froze when the wind took your clothes. Then he just never got warm. But you stand there so nice in your blizzard of ice. All right, I'm doing the last spin now. It's just one wheel of Pat. It's Patrick. Wow. Right. It's rigged. I'm going to pick I'm picking a song that's not precious to me at all. Um, it's something I guess. Just man up, dude. Uh, no, I love this song. <laughs> I love this song. But it's, um, it's not an artist I really know much about. Um, the way I found out of it, this song was. Uh, so at my job, there's like, we make speakers and like these like 
big name like mix engineers are like brought in to listen to them and i don't ever really interact with those people but apparently this is a song that a lot of them like because they like the way it's mixed and recorded or whatever and that's what kind of oh initially my drew gosh me to this, we're gonna listen but, to, um, to dark side of the moon here we go <laughs> <laughs> it's a more it's much more recent than that but uh this song is a cover too but it's um the song is by the artist Flo Morrissey, and it's called Look at What the Light Did Now. The The original song is by, uh, what is it? Who is it by? Feist. It's, it's Feist and somebody else, Little Wings, yeah. Feist and Little Wings. But anyway, we're not listening to that version. So let me get this YouTube link for you guys. There we go. I hear it like a pound's pico. Look at what the light did now. I bear it like a bounce upon the beacon. Look at what the light did now. Flow. Land and water and bird are beast. Look at what the light did now. Shiny little band of golden fleece. Oh, look at what the light did now. There's a specific reason why I really like that song, but let me get what everybody else thinks first. I mean, Hannah's already heard it, but oh, James, what did you think of it? No, no, don't ask me first. <laughs> my thoughts were I, I feel like i would hear this inside of chipotle yeah it's definitely very easy every listening. youtube comment is about like <laughs> and then i saw it they play this i at scrolled starbucks. down saw it at starbucks uh, and it's like yeah yeah, yeah. someone yeah. said they um, uh heard it when they were put on hold when they called a hilton hotel <laughs> dude speaking of like and it's exactly what i would think like audiophiles dig like i, I want to listen to that well-recorded music i don't care what it kind of is it's like um i mean anyway. it's a catchy song though it's it's a good song in my it's opinion. catchy yeah. yeah fleetwood mac vibes It's kind of like you're talking about like influences on the sleeves, like on your sleeve, the first song. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. It's kind of this retro worship, yeah. but yeah. it just really so, well done, I think. Before we get off the Starbucks and, and Chipotle stuff, <laughs> speaking of stuff that's like inoffensive that I'm hearing everywhere now is Krongbin. That band is everywhere. I just listened to them for the first time, like yesterday, the day before, and I really liked it. They they Kron- blew, they've blown Kronpin? up. They've blown up over the last three years, four yeah. years. Uh, Krongbin, they're from Houston. Krong, oh, okay. You know, huh. uh, I find that there's a, a Pitchfork live session with them that YouTube's been trying to get me to watch, and I finally watched, and I was like, "Dang, this is pretty cool." Dang, maybe I need to do a, a Krongbin song for one of my picks because I I don't. I think Patrick I, considered I'm, doing that. I'm a little apathetic to them in general, but they do have one song that is appears on a Bonobo mix that is really good really good anyway we're getting off topic here what did you what did you think zach of- this song feels like the best song of 2008 <laughs> uh, but I, I mean that like uh with with love like i i, I enjoyed that um i feel yeah, like it's- this song would do very well in the tyler music scene Probably. yeah oh yeah definitely it's got that vibe it's, it's like the perfect yeah. vibe oh, yeah. Oh, yeah you're right about it being like very inoffensive like yeah. that's that's exactly how i feel about it put your sun sundress on floppy hat don't <laughs> leave the shoes at home yeah but it's like you're right it's like it's such a blast to listen to like it is 
that that drum sound like the pan drums right that's what i wanted to talk about that's why i love this song so much is because as far i I try to figure out what they're doing by like recording this into pro tools and like listening to it in various different ways i think what they did is it's two different drum takes hard pant left and right which yeah and they recorded it like with different mics or whatever so like you get this really like crazy stereo drum thing which is really unique and and like not something you really hear a lot in many songs tree that's dry and leaving look at what the light did now play it on me with grief and grieving look at what the light did now and i don't even really know how they would even do that because i mean either they have a really amazing drummer that like can just nail it two times perfectly and like you don't hear any kind of like timing issues when his pant left and right yeah but yeah i love the way that like the kick drum just kind of like it's like i don't know i, I don't know how to describe the motion that i'm doing but that's what it uh, <laughs> makes my ears feel like and i really like that we could see it i don't know if it's going to translate to uh, oh, podcast, our listeners will know. he was going like this <laughs> <laughs> wait that doesn't help most and and most i really i like this too because like i don't know people are so obsessed with like if you go read mixing advice like oh yeah make sure all the bass is very mono and you know you don't want to have too much stereo like and yeah back in the day when it was like being pressed to a record whatever that was more true but it's like it they just did this crazy thing and it sounds really awesome so i like that's one thing that it has that retro like compressed bass tone Mm -hmm. and i've never been a huge fan of that um i mean it definitely works in this like where it fits in here It's like a very like, you know, Paul McCartney going through like four different compressor racks <laughs> kind of bass tone. I thought it was enjoyable, very catchy. I feel like I have a an irrational aversion to some of this type of stuff where I feel you like you do. You have some hangups regarding it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think that I'm a good unbiased uh, <laughs> opinion. So I feel like I used to be like that. Like I would. I would just like intentionally like dislike something, even though internally I'm like, you're having fun. Like you're enjoying this. <laughs> yeah. It'll make you smile stop. for sure. Yeah. Stop fighting that feeling, James. It's not like, um, it's not like lame enough for me to like have that be part of the reason I enjoy it. You can't like you ironically I mean? like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, is, it was catchy. I, I, Hannah did not give her thoughts on it yet, did she? Mm-mm. It's a very happy song. Yeah. Could use more distortion, am I right? <laughs> I, like, yeah, the, the I like the guitar sound. playing in it, honestly, too. Like, do, you know, no, no. It, yeah, it sounds like sounds something like John really Mayer. Play. They're going to be playing it in LA. John Mayer's going to come out from backstage and, and put a solo over it. You know, everyone's going to cream their pants. So so pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not pessimistic. It's true. It's, it's, it's not too guitar it's, hero either. It's though. the it's, tone. It's no, no. Like, I mean, but like, it's like the type of stuff that. John Mayer's an incredible guitar player, incredible musician. Uh, the type of stuff I would like, feel like would be in those circles. Uh, 
Yeah, it was good. It was cool. It also, the guitar playing made me think of uh, another style, a guy that I was exploring the other day. And it was like, I was trying to find more videos about how he played and stuff. And I, anyway, I can't think of the guy's name. I'd have to look it up. Um, Hip hop R&B style guy. Um, Anyway, it's a, it's a style that I'm not super um, like well-versed in as a player. Cool picks. Well, we did it. Yep. Episode over. So, thank you for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We have a lot of fun doing this. If you've got some uh, potluck offerings you'd like to share with us, send it over. Send it, email us, clubclub at hardaudiocables.com or DM Zach at the Cookie Monster 258 on Instagram. Uh, do not DM Hard Audio Cables because we won't see it. And can uh, spy on what Patrick and Han are doing at I Wish I Could Skateboard. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. See ya.